Hello everybody. Before we get to today's episode, I just want to make a couple quick announcements. First of all, I want to wish everyone the very merriest of Christmases, happy holidays, happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. I just wanted to uh, just wish everyone uh, a happy and safe holiday. Have a wonderful new year. And uh, that doesn't stop Halloween Unleashed from putting out new episodes. Uh, In fact, we have pretty much the entire month of January already laid out, recording those as we speak. And um, Aaron Bass is going to be the new host of Halloween Unleashed. And I'll still be there, you know, to be part of the conversations. But I'm going to be more of a sidecar um, to him. So the, the... the reason being is I want to focus more on producing the podcast going forward in 2022. I made this announcement uh, mid-season three, and uh, I want to I want to honor that. So uh, please give us still your support. Give Aaron your support. Get your gear over at well, you can go to two places. You can go to HalloweenUnleashedThePodcast.com. Go to the apparel section. And you can uh, pick out a slew of things throughout there. Or you could go over, if you're a mask maker or a collector, which a lot of people that listen to this podcast are, you can go over to WMP Gear. That's WMPGear.com. And you can go and you can look through different supplies. We have mask stands. We have busts. We have mannequin heads. We have... Uh, coated mannequin heads so that if you're worried about styrofoam, you don't have to worry about that. And they're coated in black uh, felt, so they are they come completely safe for all of your masks. And they're a male mannequin head, so um, you will absolutely have the best of the best there. Now, if you're a mask maker, we sell supplies on there. We sell silicones, urethanes, clays, sculpting tools, uh, airbrushes, airbrush parts, you name it. You know, we sell it. We also sell latex on there. So if you're looking for the very best latex, not this shit that gets watered down and cut and charged you a premium price. We have uber thick latex that is buttery, buttery smooth. That is nice and stretchy. Can give you those nice thin pulls in less time. Can cure in less time, but also give you the durability and the rigidity that that you want from a from an independent mass. So you get the best of both worlds. It's been custom formulated to meet the needs of the collector. So if you're a mass maker and you want to get in on those latex last season during the warmer months went crazy. Um, I had to place two different orders with my suppliers and uh, it, it went quick both times. So As we start to move into spring, I'm going to be putting in uh, two more orders. So if you are one of those people that want a five-gallon pail of latex or a couple five-gallon pails, you need to move fast because if you don't, it will be gone and then you have to settle for the commercial garbage that they put out there. Yes, I'm not going to name any names, but uh, you've all all been there. If if you have latex that is shrinking on you more, more than usual... Don't put up with that. If you have latex that is watery thin, that it, that has been thinned out with either ammonia or distilled water so that they can get more and charge you more, then you need to move over to WMP the latex because it has been custom formulated. It's exactly what I use and have been using for several, several years. You will thank yourself 
in the long run. I have uh, Spook House Props, Jimmy Falco that buys from me. I have House of Horror Pro that buys from me. Rick Ramby buys from me. Those are the top dogs and the people that listen to this podcast. So um, Jimmy Falco has even been quoted to, to say it's the best latex he's ever used. And he's used quite a bit. He's tried quite a bit. Same with House of Horror Pro, which is Matt Reed. He said the same thing. Now, just because Matt and I are friends doesn't mean if I put out a shitty product, I don't expect him to call me on it. So I have to uh, uphold my end just as well as they have to tell the honest truth. So with that being said, let's get to today's episode. And we thank you for listening to Halloween Unleashed, the podcast. You're listening to Halloween Unleashed. Welcome back into everyone that is listening. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Halloween Unleashed. We are all graced tonight with some additional hostess and hostesses with the beautiful Miss Hannah Santiago. Miss Hannah, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing just fine. Chris, everyone's favorite jester of choice. How are you doing, son? If I was any better, it would be a crime. So I'm fantastic. Sweet. And on that note, we do have two-thirds of the third of Mass Brothers Incorporated here in the form of Mr. Matthew Reed himself. Matt, how are you doing, man? Doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine other than that fruit bowl toilet that I keep shitting out. (laughs) Glad that you are here to be able to join us for these fun festivities as well. Okay. Anyways, the lovely Miss Hannah Santiago and myself are going to be firing off these questions one at a time from top to bottom. And of course, if you'd like to be on top, I will be on the bottom. Whoa. Or vice versa. It's completely up to you. Okay. Well, I'll start out with Ryan's. Okay. I, I just right love, I just love I just, it that you didn't sell it. That that's great. I love it. I'm sorry. I've had a little <laughs> bit too much of my holiday nog because the the wine cooler. I had a hair of the dog from the wine coolers that like tried to kill me yesterday. Yeah, that's okay. I'll start with Ryan's question. Um, okay, so Ryan RX Convergex. I guess I don't know how to say his last name, but it's it's interesting. So he said, "I would love to hear your thoughts on H four, and if you'd ever make one, would you would love to see your take on it?" So I guess he's talking about like um, an H four. Is he talking about a cover mask or you know a regular? No, he's he's um he's a straight up H four man, and and to be honest, um. No, I, I, I haven't just because not only is there a lot of, you know, replicas casted or retooled off of screen origin items. You know, I also, I have another mass brother here that anytime I would need an H4 to work on, I could just say, Hey, Matt, I need a blank customer wants to work on this. I'll send the customer to you. Customer pays him a blank fee. They can send it to me. And then you know, I have one less master here. So uh, the answer is no. So if you do want an H4, Matt Reed does 
and an absolutely amazing one. So I would hit him up. Oh yeah. I've seen his pictures. Um, I think he's posted some in the mass collectors group. They are phenomenal. They're really great. Oh, thanks guys. No, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Aaron, I think Eric has, um, I think Eric's was the next one. You want to, you want to shoot that one out? Absolutely. All right. So uh, this is directed at you, Chris, and you, Matt, as well. What, Mr. Eric Hoffer opines with this question, what is the dumbest thing that you love from the films? Also, what's the one thing that you love, whether it may be a particular scene, a line in a scene, etc., about from a film or films that's the general franchise fan, that, that, that the general franchise fans oh dislike? I'll I'll let Matt start and then I'll finish. What is the dumbest thing that I love? Uh, cookie, obviously. Where's Matt <laughs> yeah. Gross? Matt Gross. Matt Gross. Quick, quick. <laughs> Be quiet, Turkey. Be quiet. Why does he do that so perfect? Uh, I can <laughs> hear it in my head. Practice. <laughs> oh gosh. But yeah, I, I took you for both, I guess. All right. Dumbest thing that I love about the what about the franchise or like line I, I Question I number the, one is what's the dumbest thing that you love from the films? The clown cops from H five. Oh yeah, I, I can hear the oh my, horn right now. Yeah, I, I was just about to say that I can hear the horn like in my head, and that whole like yeah, that whole Laurel and Hardy like bullshit sound thingy in my head right now when you said that. <laughs> now, what's the second part nothing of the above, question? Nothing below. Uh, also, what's the one thing that you love, whether it be a scene, a line in a scene, etc. Uh, from a film or films that the general franchise fans dislike. <laughs> oh shit, Tyler, where the fuck you been? <laughs> Don't you know we've been looking all over this motherfucker for you? Why the hell are you dress like me anyway? I ain't paying you to play Michael Myers. I'm playing Michael Myers. If the kids come around seeing us dressing the same shit, you're gonna ruin the whole effect. God damn it! Damn it! What the hell is the matter with you? I said, "Would you dress like me for anyway?" What? You don't get it? You don't get it? Your shit ain't working right or something. You need to take your ass in the back of the garage with Nora. That's your job. Take your ass in the back of the garage and help her ass out. Lock the back door. Lock for your ass to go in the back of the garage. That's what That's I did. What you need to get the hell on out of here. Go home. Scoot. Skedaddle. Get the fuck out of Dodge. Um, I knew you yeah. were going to cancel that. What the hell do I need? What? What'd you say? I knew you were going to fucking. That was going to be your answer, man. I knew that shit. I knew I was just like waiting for you to fucking tee it off. There you go. Yeah, that's definitely my favorite, too. I, ugh, so many people hate it. And I'm just like, I fucking love it. <laughs> Matt, that question gets, or that part of the question gets turned over to you. Good to me. All right, man. Let me, let me think. What was the exact question again? I'm sorry. 
what's one thing from the franchise films that you love, whether it be a scene, a line, etc., that the general franchise audience dislikes? Honestly, I don't know if this would count, but I would probably either say either the H4 or H5 mask. It seems to get both of them seem to get quite a bit of flack. I would agree. Me, with I, that. I, I personally like them. See, the H4 to me, uh, I've talk, uh, talked to Matt McKay about this, and it honestly, the way. They describe the mask from Halloween one. It it kind of matches that su- description better. I agree. It's so it's so blank. It it never looks angry, never looks sad, happy. It's so emotionless. So I don't see why it gets so much hate. I think it's creepy as hell. My opinion, of course. I would absolutely back your opinion too. No, I love the H4 mask. It's the H5 mask that I just cannot stand. It look, it reminds me of a fucking totem pole face. <laughs> oh, come on. Nicholas Cage never looked better. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Damn, dude. Touche on that. Son of a bitch. I never even thought about that, but yeah. <laughs> All right. So Justin Calderola, I'm so sorry if I mispronounced your last name. Calderola. Calderola, I don't know if it's... Anyway, what is, in your opinion, the closest and accurate mask to the H1 hero that either you have created or any other sculptor has created? As well, as I'd like to know more about your joint forces venture with Nikos. Matt, let's let you answer this first. Yeah. Chris is going to have to answer a follow-up. Mm. Oh, uh, what is my favorite? What or what I what I think is the most accurate, closest, and accurate to the H one hero. Man, that's a tough one. It uh, is. Gosh, it's so subjective too. Yeah. Um. Well, for me, and this might even be Chris's answer, answer too, Nightmare is always going to have it for me, I feel like. Fuck. That's just, maybe it's <laughs> nostalgic. Uh, but I'll also say that the Ghost 78, the new one, V2, that's pretty far up there on the list for me. And that's not because Chris is my friend. I, that mask checks all the boxes for me. So I'm going to say, I... I, I Yes, I do agree, but uh, that new 99M is uh, is pretty sweet, too. And yeah. it got a lot of looks this weekend from people that are in the hobby that know of, like, the various artists and different things. And they all said, I've got to get me one of those things. That thing is probably the most accurate thing I've seen. And that was them seeing it in person. I got to agree with both of you because I, I think Matt said it best. It's got to check all the right boxes and the new ghost V2 and the new 99 that just that checks all the right boxes for me on both. I mean, I, I, I if you if you if you absolutely sat me down and forced me to choose, I couldn't do it. I, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's from from me. But, you know, I think I think the nightmare because uh, various artists have produced it. I think the nightmare can go pretty much 
across the board for me because I mean that that is a very yeah. universal mask. It comes from a real seventy five Kirk, and it's pretty like if it's done right, it's pretty hard to beat. Yeah, I'm. Believe me, uh, <laughs> the nightmare is is great. I mean, it's it's the most. I would say it's the most recognized. Okay. But I would also say the nightmare is like the village bike. Everybody's, you know, had a ride and it's like, yeah, it, it, it checks all the right boxes or it can check all the right boxes. It, you know, it's got, you know, the, the, the lineage, you know, a key there as well, but it's, it, it's got some company. It's, it's got some company. It's, it doesn't sit atop the altar alone by itself anymore like it used to. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. But I, like I said, for me, I think it's just more nostalgic than anything. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was the first one to come into the, uh, the collector community and, and check all those boxes. So, yeah, I mean, it's always going to have that nostalgia. But yeah to me it, it's got to share then it's got to share the altar at, at, at the top of the altar now it's it, it can't hold that 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 sole number one top you know uh, prize anymore i would i would also like to throw into the into the hat just because you know i don't want people to think well he's just promoting his own shit no i'm not and you know it was asked point blank you know what what i think but i also want to throw into the hat that a 75 K castle mold is up there. And that's because it, it it's a derivative of a 98 proto, not nags 98 proto, but the, the real 98 proto, which originally was, or was originally done by Don Pose by recasting the 75 Kirk. Nick got his hands on one of those protos and he made his 98 proto directly from that. So it having direct lineage to a 75 Kirk, I would like to throw a 98 Proto and a 75 K uh, castle up in there as well. And both of them hold their own as well. So I'd like to throw a little love that way too. And properly done ones of, of those look pretty sweet. I mean, Hannah, you got to see it in person uh, of the 98 Proto I did for uh, Daniel Parker back in October. Really nice. Oh yeah. That was awesome. And Chris, I'm glad that you opined with that because I was just going, you know, uh, my feedback was going strictly off of you, yours and Matt's answers. Uh, I'm glad you opined with that because, yeah, I I absolutely concur and agree. So, yeah, I'm glad that you uh, you threw that into the hat as well because, yeah, that's that definitely is another one that checks all the right boxes. No, thanks. Uh, the the other thing I'll, I'll throw out there as well. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of castle stretch masks at all, but if we're going to throw in a castle stretch mask, I think that the ID mask, I forget all the people involved in that, but I think that looks pretty sweet when it's done up correctly as well. Absolutely. Nice. All right. Well, Chris, you've got to uh, answer up on the follow-up here. Uh, Mr. Calderola. Would also like to know more about your joint forces venture with Nikos. Uh, I'll keep it short and sweet. I'm just the converter <laughs> on the on this thing. It it all started off that four hour 
um, episode with Nick at the beginning of season three um, with all the shit with Corey's son and um, they're live on the air. It was just kind of announced that we were going to do something joint forces, WMP, NAG just sort of happened from there. And he retooled the 1031 to apparently to, to make this thing. He's doing up the casting, sending them to me. He charges a blank fee. I get exclusive uh, conversion rights. The blanks come to me and then I convert them and send them off to the customer. So I just, yeah, I'm just the converter. Justin, the pre- the answer, the long and short answer is see previous episode. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, Hannah, was it your was it your time to uh, chime in with a question or my I can't remember. No, it was yours. Uh Chad Morphus, he's got a question. Oh, sweet. Thank you for redirecting me. My mm-hmm. eyesight's a little blurry. Oh, I, I okay. Mr. Chad Morphus, I love your question. If, and again, this is going to be directed towards Matt and Chris. If you had control of the 2018 film and also HK and the newly, or the new soon to be first Halloween movie ever politicized Halloween ends, what direction would you have went if not? for a 40 years later story. Uh, my one first. Yeah, sure. That's kind of a tough question. I never really thought of it. Uh, well, I can tell you this much. Lori would have died the first five minutes in fucking 2018. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Uh-oh, one-star rating. <laughs> so that's, that's my thoughts on that. Uh, other than that, man, I, I don't know. That's something I'd want to put some thought into and just answering off the cuff. But I'm sure Chris would have a pretty good answer to this since he's kind of more well, the filmmaker if, of the group. If here. you would like to defer to Chris and take some time to think on it, please go right ahead. Although I will say that I am enthralled with your first answer because I <laughs> have long since thought that. Laurie Strode has outlived her usefulness in the films. Right. Well, my thing is, like, if you're going to, if we're following the same kind of guidelines that, that, that Bloomhouse is following, I mean, if, if they're not related anymore, why are we still watching movies about her? I they agree. Cut her off first five minutes and then moved on and just had him going back to Haddonfield. I would have personally loved to have seen the Marcus Dunstan, you know, uh, what I forget what it was supposed to Halloween. God dang it, man! I can't remember what the name of what what name of it was supposed to be now. But yeah, I would have loved to have seen the continuation of the of the uh, storyline from where H two left off. Yeah, they definitely should have left H two, in my opinion. Yeah, I, it's really nice that you know you you, you retcon H two. You deem it not worthy to be included in your storyline. Oh, but let us steal this little scene from it, you know, to include in our movie. That's real nice. Right. And let's keep on the same group of people around, even though they're not, she has nothing to do with him other than being a victim in the past. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Oh, and, oh, and by the way, uh, if you discount the H2 story, then you're talking about a guy who killed three teens. That's it. And yet, you're you've got you know PSD 
or PT, you know, post-traumatic stress syndrome from, you know, a guy who uh, wore a mask and, and scared you, you know, 40 years right. earlier. And yet you're still like walking around 40 years later and you're up on stage and you're like, you know, psychotically stressing over him, you know, because he only killed three people. You know, you, you make him out to be the guy that he was by the end of H2 without yeah. the actual storyline and all the events of H2. Yeah, that makes perfect Lynn. sense. Perfect <laughs> and you turn sense. into Linda Hamilton from Terminator. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry to shit on your. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry to, to shit on your uh, your, you know, your whip it out and and, and, and jack it off uh, Halloween pieces there. Uh fanboy nerds but yeah that, sorry for us critical thinkers here we gotta have a little bit more sustenance but yeah Chris what do you think <laughs> <laughs> well it just sounds like that and, th- and this is not going to be a popular opinion but that, that the new trilogy just shouldn't have been made period um, and I, I say that saying that it's not a new Halloween or a new Halloween trilogy shouldn't have been made. Um, something that I would have done only because I already have one written. Um, and no, I'm not talking about the Halloween nine with Kara, with Kara Strode. I'm not talking about that. I, I wrote a Halloween remake script thinking Hey, if the time ever comes where I can submit this, I'll submit it. Um, because Rob Zombie's reboot remake just didn't do it for me. But the one thing I did not want to see more of, and it's not Jamie Lee Curtis, it's not Dr. Loomis or anything like that. It's just I feel like those characters in that universe just shouldn't be re- remade or rebooted. Um, just because they're so iconic and tied to one set of actors or actresses. So my remake reboot script focused on a very loose re-adaptation of the original story. And yes, there, there, there was a sister killing involved when, when he was six years old. He got locked away in a mental, mental institution and I wrote in uh, a new doctor that was caring for him. Um, we don't know much about his, his, his family home life, but we, we learn a little bit as we go along through a little bit of the asylum years. Um, and we don't spend a lot of time in the asylum, but we spend a little bit of time getting to know that. And people are going to like, well, that sounds like Rob Zombies. No, no, hear me out. Um <laughs> There's there's a lot of things that we get to learn about uh, not Loomis, but the the character I wrote would be like a Loomis type uh, where he does have a wife and he does have a family home life Um, while locked away. Myers kills. um, And in my story, his name is Dr. Whitfield kills Whitfield's wife while he's in there and which sets Whitfield into motion to be becoming obsessed with him. So when he finally breaks out, he breaks into a hardware store, seals the mask. And the scene that I did in Halloween H35 was actually of him making the mask and everything was actually written into my reboot script so that we can actually see how he made his mask and everything. 
But because I love that scene so much, I didn't know if I would ever get a chance to make this remake movie. So I was like, well, let me just throw it in my H35 movie instead. Um, as we go through, you have like him stalking these teenagers and all the things leading up to the nighttime events. By the time that we get the 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 final girl and the final showdown, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. She ends up in the hospital and Dr. Whitfield walks in to check on her. But it's in that scene that we learn that the girl that's laying in the bed is Dr. Whitfield's daughter. And that's the reason Myers was after her. Shit. So he set his entire sights on Whitfield's family. So um, which leads into Halloween two and Halloween two would pick up in, you know, more of a revenge plot line type thing and then the third one would be the final act of of it coming through so what would i do if i was in charge of a reboot story or a halloween 2018 i wouldn't make it as as we know it i would i would start with a reboot a retelling reimagining what have you readaptation of the original halloween but just doing it doing it in a slightly different way so it doesn't feel like it's a carbon copy uh, that pales in comparison to the original and making it uh, more of a foreboding building up to that final act where everything kind of goes haywire. That, that, that's my idea. Wow. And that's something that you should make into reality regardless. I, I can do it. <laughs> so let's get the fuck on it. <laughs> that's, that's the correct attitude. Yeah, okay. Hannah backs me up. Let's get the fuck on it. I gotta, okay. I gotta share the script with you guys. 